of Numbers. Numbers chapter 22. We have, we have been at this for quite a while. We're coming upon a time when Moses is going to die. But right now we have to get him to the right place. We're going to talk about waffles. I'm waiting for a response. Waffles. Waffles, the talking donkey when i was little was it just was it just my area or was there a tv show here also uh, a talking horse mr ed did you watch that oh my goodness what a wise horse he was too what a gift he had what was his master's name Wilbur. Who said that? Oh, Miss Linda. Everybody, huh? I only heard Miss Linda. Well, it's a novel idea, I'll tell you. Hmm. Lord, you know my heart, you know my need. Please give me wisdom and strength, Lord. Your strength, your wisdom, Lord. And Lord, help this to be meaningful to these people. In Christ's name, amen. When faced with overwhelming odds, and you're not a Christian, and unless you do something, you're going to die, all your family's going to die, you're going to lose your kingdom, you've got to do something. I believe there was in Balak's house a wise servant probably a slave. And she mentioned to him, this is, this is extra biblical. That means I'm guessing. But this, she mentioned to him that where she's from, there is this prophet named Balaam. And when he puts a curse on you, he puts a curse on you. When he blesses you, he blesses you. And maybe you could get Balaam to put a curse upon the Israelites. Good idea. And that's just exactly what Balak, King Balak, tried to do. We've already said some of this, but I, I want to start with verse 10. And Balaam said unto God, Balak, the son of Zipper, king of Moab. Now, if we had a map, and I didn't get it done, that's my fault. If we had a map, if you could just imagine that balloon from this morning. That balloon I had right here was the Sea of Galilee, and it had a long tail to hold on to. That tail was the Jordan River, and it attached to the Dead Sea. Well, if you could just imagine to the right, to the right, to the east of, to the east of the Jordan River is Moab, and it's it's going. Uh, every place the Israelites have gone have been conquered. Now he did ask permission nicely, and they said no. 
So Moses did ask permission to go through, and they said no. So Balaam says unto God, Balak the son of Zippor, king of Moab, has sent unto me, saying, Behold, there is a people come out of Egypt, which covers the face of the earth. Come now, curse me them, curse them for me. Peradventure I shall be able to overcome them and drive them out. And God said, No. And God said unto Balaam, Thou shalt not go with them. Thou shalt not curse the people, for they are blessed. And Balaam rose up in the morning and said unto the princes of Balak, who had brought him from last week, they had brought him lots of reward, lots of money, lots of honor, if you would come down and put a curse upon the Israelites. So these minor princes are there. And Balaam rose up, verse 13, in the morning and said unto the princes of Balak, Get you into your land, for the Lord refuses to give me leave to go with you. Now, the Lord refuses to give me permission. Please. I have something very tender on my heart that I can't share with you. But... Never go against God's permission. If God has, has refused you to do something, don't push it. Don't do it. If God has said no through his scriptures, don't do it. And stay firm on your vows to one another. Stay firm. Don't, don't look for ways to get out of them. Please, whatever God has said, do it. If it's a yay, if it's a nay, you've got to stay firm on your, on your obedience to God. Well, Balak, who's probably a very strong personality, who sends to Balaam, who's probably an even stronger prophet-type personality, and Balaam goes and tells the princes, get out of here. I, God says I can't do it. Should have been over. Now, it's a long journey home, so it's 20, it's 20 days home, and it's going to be 20 days back again. So, God, so Balaam has a long time to rethink this. He's thinking, that new couch at the store would fit right there in my house. And that, that new refrigerator, and that new this, and that new... And Balaam is figure, figuring out ways to spend the money that Balak, King Balak is offering him. They come back. Watch this. And the princes of Moab rose up, and they went unto Balak and said, Balaam refuses to come with us. Well, Balak's not used to people saying no. Listen, if you are that stubborn, you're going to pay a price. King Balak is going to pay a price. Please be careful. Watch your pride and watch your stubbornness because he's going to try it again. And Balak sent yet again princes more and more honorable than the other ones. And they came to Balaam. 
and said to him, Thus says Balak, the son of Zippor, Let nothing, I pray thee, stop thee from coming to me. I will, one, promote thee to very great honor. I will do whatever thou says unto me. Come, therefore, I pray thee, curse me, this people. Wow, that's quite a reward. He's one of the richest kings in the, in the known country there, and he's going to give me, he's going to give me all these riches. And again, someone, someone that is probably needy, a prophet doesn't get paid very much, and he's thinking it over again. Curse me, this people. And Balaam answered and said unto the servants of Balak. If Balak would give me his house full of silver and gold, I cannot go beyond the word of the Lord my God to do less or more. Oh, that that could be our, that could be our heart. That we can't do what God says not to. That we do what God says to do. Uh, so far, Balaam's in good standing. He's showing good sense, good heart. God has told him no. But let me ask you parents, grandparents. When you hear the, Mom, Dad, so-and-so's having a party on Friday night. Can I go? Well, we don't know so-and-so. So no. Oh, but Dad, there'll be lost people there. That was Jamie's trick. Jimmy always hit below the belt like that. And, or Angie, when the, my kids were teenagers, Angie would say, so-and-so is really sad and I can cheer her up. But if we don't know the home, listen, parents, grandparents, it only takes one bad experience. Guard your children. But in any sense, our children tend to not take no for an answer. They tend to wear us out until we change our mind, until we hear their excuses and cave into their, who am I, a preacher, to stop my evangelistic-minded son and daughter from going to a party? Someone might get saved. Well, parents, grandparents, this is something we would do. Rather than come out right out and say no, I'm probably going to say no, so try to convince me. Talk me out of it. Well, I wanted my children to learn how to do their arguing so that when they got older, they would have the skill of arguing, not with us, with the world, with others. And by the way, Angie was a much better arguer well, see, are you sure, Lord, I can't do this? There's a lot of money in this. Verse 18 again. And Balaam answered and said unto the servants of Balak, If Balak would give me his whole house full of silver and gold, I cannot go beyond the word of the Lord my God to do less or to do more. Now, therefore, I pray you, to the leaders that have come, tarry ye here this night, 
that I may know what the Lord will say unto me. Lord, what do you think? Can I go? Can I go? Can I go? Can I go? And God came unto Balaam at night and said unto him, Now watch. I missed this the first time through. Watch. God says, If the men come to call thee, rise up and go with them. But yet the word which I shall say unto thee, that shalt thou do. So, I'm going to sleep on it. God says, okay, if the men, the servants, come unto you in the morning and ask you again, a third time, are you going? Then you can go. But watch. Balaam has dollar signs in, in his eyes here. And Balaam... Balaam rose up in the morning, saddled his donkey, and went with the princes of Moab. He disobeyed. The fine letter of the law, he disobeyed God. And watch what happens. God's anger was kindled because what? He went. Now listen, he can't undo this. He went. He goes. And he's going, to get, he's going to get a lot of bad things from this, including a broken foot. Those of you that read ahead. God's anger was kindled because he went. Listen, when God says it, obey it. When, if God says it, if it's in the scriptures, obey it. Don't argue with it. Obey it. There's... There's things that we lose out on because we obey. There's thing, pleasures we lose out on because we obey the word. We, we obey the spirit that is even within us. So if God's word, if God says it, trust it, believe it, and don't argue with it. You can be sad. You can be, you can be sad about not doing it. You might have lost something from it. But if God's word says, says it, obey. Well, God's anger was kindled because he went, verse 22. And the angel of the Lord stood in the way for an adversary against him. Now again, this angel of the Lord, there's several cases in the Bible where people believe this is a Christophany, an Old Testament appearance of Jesus Christ himself. The angel of the Lord. A Christophany. Now. In the middle of verse 29. He was riding upon his donkey. And his two servants were with him. Poor donkey. What was the name? Waffles. And the donkey saw the angel of the Lord. Standing in the way. And his sword was drawn in his hand. And the donkey turned aside out of the way and went into the field. And Balaam smote the donkey to turn her into the way. But the angel of the Lord stood in the path of the vineyards. And a wall being on his side and a wall on that side. And when the, the donkey saw the angel of the Lord... 
she thrust herself into the wall and crushed Balaam's foot against the wall. And again, he smote her. He hit her. And the angel of the Lord went further and stood in a narrow place where, no, where there was no way to turn either to the right or the left. And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she fell straight down under Balaam, and Balaam's anger was kindled, and he hit the donkey with a staff. By the way, there's much to say here even about abusing our, our pets, about abusing animals. But let's move on. And the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey, and she said to Balaam, What have I done unto thee, that thou hast hit me three these three different times? And Balaam said unto the donkey, He didn't say, Hey, you're talking. He 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 wasn't surprised by this. He wasn't shocked by this. He answered the donkey. And Balaam said unto the donkey, verse 29, Because thou hast mocked me, I would there, I would there were a sword in mine hand, for now I would have killed thee. Hmm. And the donkey said unto Balaam, Am not I thy donkey, upon which thou hast written forever? And I was ever want, was I ever bad? And he said, no. And the, the Lord opened the eyes of Balaam, and he saw the angel of the Lord. Could have been Jesus himself. But he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the path, and the sword drawn in his hand. And he bowed down his head and fell flat on his face. Wow. And the angel of the Lord said unto him, Wherefore hast thou smitten thine donkey these three times? Behold, I went out to withstand thee, to stop you, because thy way is perverse before me. Now he knows, by the way, when our ways are perverse. There is, there's, no, there's no way around it. I, I've been counseling people for 40 years, over 40 years. And occasionally I get the, the devil made me do it. The devil was in me and he made me do it. We have to be careful. We have to be careful with, we have to be careful with blame shifting. Because some of the things we do, we would have done without the devil there. Balancing out from this morning's message. We, we, are called upon by God to have a humble attitude. We are called upon by God to have an obedient attitude. We're to take care of our temple the best we can. It's all we've got. It's his. Bought with a price. We are to do the very, the very best we can do with our temple, with our exercise, uh, with, with our meds. We're supposed to do it all that we can. For the last, what, three weeks, Vaughn? 
for the last three weeks and it wasn't a mean wife. I have teased about that and then gotten in trouble. But it wasn't a mean, it wasn't a mean wife. My doctor, who I honor tremendously, he simply said to me, you wouldn't need all those meds if you ate right. I said, well, all I eat is Cheerios in the morning. And he said, one of the worst things you can eat is Cheerios and cereal in the morning. So now, my sweet, wonderful egg-cooking wife, she's, changed, she's helped me change my diet around because this is my, this is my temple. And I, I not only want to be around for you, but I want to be around for her as well. We are accountable to God for how we take care of our bodies. I've already, I've already checked that uh, next Sunday night I might go off, I might go off my diet uh, for faster appreciation. But I've lost a lot of weight. And I'm doing real well. There's a spring in my step. And I, I so love it. And I, I, I see this as, I see this as the angel of the Lord saying unto him, verse 32, Why have you smitten thine donkey these three times? I think we smite our own bodies. I don't want to come out and say I'm forever going to be on this diet because I might cheat. I'm okay to cheat once in a while. I haven't yet. A little bit. <laughs> so anyway, we have to be careful because we injure our own bodies. Because thy way is perverse before me. What's been perverse for me? 1975. 1975, I got saved. And from that moment on, I loved alcohol. I loved beer before I was saved. And I took a vow against it. I love Pepsi. 2001, right here at the altar, I took a vow against it. Not even knowing that I had, that I was, was diabetic. I just, what can I do better for this year? And that was the answer I felt, the answer I got. So I haven't had a Pepsi or a Coke since 2001. It's hard for me to take a vow against, against those good tasting, wonderful donuts. That's what I miss the most, Rodney. Can I tell a little story about you? Sure. Rodney and I were spending the... Rodney and I were spending the day together. He was borrowing, I think, an uncle's uh, four-wheeler in the top part of Hollidaysburg. He's already said he's on a diet. He's on a diet. He's not eating any sweets. We were on the top part of Hollidaysburg and uh, going down, straight down toward Dunkin' Donut. It's not even the name of it. Donut. See, he even knows that. <laughs> and I don't know which one of us suggested. <laughs> yeah, but I only got two that day. 
But that was before, that was before I went on this disciplined diet. Well, we have to be careful because in some cases we might as well be whipping ourselves, making ourselves sick. Verse 32 again, the angel of the Lord, maybe Jesus Christ, said unto him, Wherefore hast thou hit your, why have you hit your donkey these three times? That tells me also to be careful because God is watching if we're abusing our, our pets. He's watching, he's counting. Behold, I went out to withstand thee, to stop thee. Because thou what thy way was perverse before me. And the donkey saw me and turned from me these three times. Unless she had turned from me, surely now also I had killed thee. And I would have saved her life. That's cool. What's more valuable? A donkey or a wayward prophet? In God's eyes, a donkey, an animal. Balaam said unto the angel of the Lord, I have sinned. That's admitting wrong. For I knew not that thou stood in the way against me. Now therefore, if it displease thee, I will get me back again. And the angel of the Lord said to Balaam, Go with the men, but only the word that I shall speak unto thee, that thou shalt speak. So Balaam went with the princes of Balak, but he's only allowed to say what God tells him to say. That's pretty cool. Now, of course, when we get there, God's going to tell him that he cannot, he's not allowed, that it's not permitted to curse the Israelites then there's going to be a lot of grace mentioned too where he's going to say because, they're, because they have shown so much kindness and sweetness and they've never been perverted. That just shows you how, how much grace God has toward, toward us too. Verse 36, And when Balak heard that Balaam was here, he went out to meet him unto the city of Moab, which is in the border of Arnon, which is in the uttermost, utmost coast. They're pretty far out. The other, the other let's say the, the other border. And Balak said to Balaam, Did I not earnestly send unto thee to call thee? Wherefore came thou not unto me? Now, didn't I tell you I wanted you here now? That's Balak. Not able to hear no's from anybody. He was his own king. He said yay. He said nay. People died at his word. People had to do whatever he said. All his life, people had always obeyed them at the cost of their life. And here's Balaam, first time through, refusing to come. He had a higher calling on him. He didn't have the calling of Balak. He had the calling of God upon him. So he couldn't come. But after that, Balak wore him out. Think you ought to come. I'm going to give you much, 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 much goods, much things. And he came. 
Balak said unto Balaam, verse 37, Did I not earnestly send to thee to call thee? Wherefore comest thou not unto me? Why didn't you come? And I am not, and I am not able indeed to promote thee to honor? Yes, I can. And Balaam said unto Balak, Lo, I am come unto thee. Have I now any power at all to say anything? The word that God puts in my mouth, that shall I speak. That's what I try to do on Sunday mornings, Sunday nights, Wednesday nights. If God puts it there, I want to say it. And I try so hard to have grace and wisdom to know what not to say. What not to say, what words are mine and not God's. Balaam went with Balak, and they came unto Kajachachachachach. And Balak offered oxen and sheep and sent to Balaam and to the princes that were there with him. And it came to pass, now, now Balak is offering to his gods sheep and oxen. And it came to pass on the morrow that Balak took Balaam and brought him up into the high places of Baal, that there he might see the utmost part of the people, looking down on the threads of the carpet here, looking straight down from a high peak. Balaam looked down upon God's people. Probably millions are there. Oh, and they're, and they're in, they're camped. They're encamped. And there's 12 tribes, and the 12 tribes are encamped, and all the, all the main roads of their camp go right to their temple. And there's 12, 12 sections. It's defined where it was even told how they should camp. And then you have the Levites. The Levites, the Levites uh, were on their, they were, had their tents all around, all around the temple. Not the temple, the tabernacle the portable temple and he took him up there to see all those people these people Balaam are going to kill us you've got to stop them and don't forget the meat I gave you yesterday and Balaam said unto Balak Balaam said build me here seven altars and prepare me here seven oxen and seven rams. And Balak did as Balaam had spoken. And Balak and Balaam offered on every altar a bullock, a cow, a bull, and a ram. And Balaam said unto Balak, Stand by thy burnt offering, and I will go. Peradventure the Lord will come to meet me. And whatsoever he shows me, I will tell thee. And he went to a high place, a high peak over here, to be alone. With God. When was the last time you were alone with God? It's a very healthy spiritual experience to be alone with God. Verse 4 And God met Balaam. He was there too on the high peak. And he said unto him, I have prepared, prepared seven altars, and I have offered every altar a bullock and a ram. And the Lord put a word in Balaam's mouth and said, Return to Balak 
and thus thou shalt speak. He returned. And he took up his parable and said, Balak, the king of Moab, verse 7, hath brought me from Aram out of the mountains of the east, saying, Come, curse me, Jacob, and come, defy Israel. Nothing else is going to work, so they're going to try trickery. They're going to try, they're going to try witchcraft. Verse 8, how shall I curse whom the God hath not cursed? Or how shall I defy whom the Lord hath not defied? Listen, with God's hand of protection upon you, with God's, the, with God's protection upon you and his hand upon you, nothing gets through without his permission. Yes, there are thorns. There are thorns that get through that irritate us to no end, maybe even pain and sorrow, might even take us home. But that's not the worst. Sometimes the worst is to stay here with thorns in us. It's just, we have to understand, if we're born again Christians, God does have his hand, hands over us. That's what we want, over our children. Oh, oh, in this society, how important is it to have God's hand upon our children as they go away every day, on the bus, on, in the school, on the playground? God's hand of protection upon them. Look at it again with me. Verse 8. How shall I curse whom God hath not cursed? How shall I defy whom the Lord hath not defied? For from the top of the rocks I see him, and from the hills I behold him. Lo, the people shall dwell alone and shall not be reckoned among the nations. You're going to die. Who can count the dust of Jacob and the number of the, number of the fourth part of Israel? Let me... Let me die the death of the righteous and let me last, let my last end be like his. And Balak said to Balaam, What? What hast thou done to me? I took thee to curse mine enemies and behold, thou hast blessed them all together. And he answered and said, must I not take heed to speak that which the Lord hath put in my mouth? And Balak said unto him, I pray thee, with me, come with me to another place. Now, if we went on, we would say, come to me to with another mountain peak and another altar. And let's try that, that way. Let's try something new. He's doing an appeal to Balaam. And see if you won't curse the people. And the end result, of course, is no. Balaam the prophet, who usually when he blesses, the people stay blessed. When he curses them, they get cursed. Balaam the prophet could not curse God's people. Something to think about. Lord Jesus, go with us into our homes and let us make sure we are yours. Let us... Be, let us be reassured that 
You're not letting anything get through that doesn't go through your filter. Lord, take care of us. Give us wisdom and grace. Take care of us, Lord, for this week. In Jesus' name.